Welcome to Hank the Memories. You've got a friend in us. This is episode 68, A Man Called Otto, from 2022, <laughs> but also 23. Who knows? I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi, M-I-K-E, Mike. <laughs> we waited for this to be on home video so that we did not have to go see this in theaters. I can't mm-hmm. imagine. Mm-mm. So, okay. No. Wait, were this you going to is... say I can't imagine seeing this in theaters? Yeah. Yeah. I... This is this movie is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Well, no, that's not mm. fair. I it's pretty close to what I was. We're, imagining. we're coming out swinging. Anyway, <laughs> I was worried about this movie because I felt like based on the trailers and based on most of things of whatever, I would know what it was going to be, and I think that's largely true. But it's also like way more depressing than I thought it was going to be. So it's not. It's not as like that you don't need to see it. Like you get everything from the trailer, but it's also like, oh boy, like it, 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 I don't think you need to go rush out and see this. I mean, you can now rush home mm-hmm. and see this, but yeah. you know what I mean? Um, I was very dubious from the start when I heard about this movie coming out and that like after, especially after Elvis and him doing the Colonel Tom thing, like switching gears so hard to this, to something that seemed very familiar before I even saw yeah. it already. And you know, I'll just say I saw part of a trailer and, you know, it looked like he was trying to kill himself. I was like, I don't want to watch the rest of this trailer. And I have lost interest in this movie if that's what it's about. Spoiler alert. Uh, spoiler alert. The movie's about him trying to kill himself over and over again yeah. and getting sort of interrupted. Yeah. Eat. So if you have not seen it yet, Otto is a grump who's given up on life following the loss of his wife and wants to end it all. When a young family moves in nearby, he meets his match in quick-witted Marisol, mm-hmm. leading to a friendship that will turn his world around. Well, I mean, it leads to a friendship that makes him want to live. Um, yep. <laughs> but this movie, man, like, it's, it's so depressing by nature, and yep. it does everything it can, fighting tooth and nail to not be depressing, yep. like to add fun music or, or jokes or like bubbly characters and stuff. But at its core, man, this thing is well, so rough. He, so here's, I think, the issue is that this is, which I did not know until I was started looking it up this week. Uh, it's a remake of a European film. And I think that this kind of humor plays much better in... So it was based on a book that got adapted into, I think, maybe like a... Let's find out. Let's find out what... I'm going to say French. No, 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 no. It's definitely more Eastern European than that. You think? Yeah. Hmm. Um, hold on. Uh, Poland. A man called Ove. O-V-E. Details. Oh, okay. Countries. Norway and Sweden. Wow, Norwegian. You're part of the world. Yeah. So hey. I think that there's a lot of things that play better, like the dark humor. Mm-hmm plays better in they, they just do it better and mm-hmm. i think because they don't require happy endings not that this has a happy ending because spoiler he dies but mm-hmm. it does like he his, he turns his life around from what i gathered on the wiki the original also ends the same way where he does die right but of natural causes but of natural causes but it's it's like you watch movies like in order of disappearance and you're like this is really good like have you seen that and then they they remade it as cold pursuit mm-hmm. with Liam Neeson it's just like this is not good like there's just like things mm-hmm. where there's this tendency to for hollywood to remake a thing that's very popular over there or successful yeah. or good or like we want to make this for america we don't want to have them read or whatever and then they do it and just like Okay. Yeah, like, the, both of these gonna, have, both, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying both of these movies, both versions of these movies have like really high ratings on Letterboxd, but like looking at people I follow, 
the two people I follow who watched this movie gave it two stars. And no one I saw, or no, 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 the people I follow who have seen the original gave like three or four or four and a half stars. Like, it's just, I think it just, mm. it, it's a different thing. It's a different sensibility for sure. You know, this is, they Americanized it. They, yeah. they culturally like mm-hmm. shifted it so that like American audiences would understand like what they're watching and make it feel more like that. But I agree. I think it's, I never really liked the trend entirely of remaking foreign films like i've always been of the i wish they could just release the original in theaters and wasn't there for the longest time that one is it like there was a very popular movie about a father and daughter and there was a scene where like she has like the naked party and he shows up in like a bear suit was it tony urid or i can't can't remember the title tony erdman tony erdman right and they've been talking about remaking that for years with bill murray and bill murray and this and that and then that finally thankfully never happened right because that movie is incredible on its own as it is in its original form. Well, like, what's, what's extra frustrating about that is that like they, the movie came out, people loved it. And like immediately, like we're going to remake this. It's like, give it room to breathe yeah. or like let people try to find this version of the movie. Yeah, I agree. I think this probably plays better in its original form. It's just not for an American movie. It just doesn't feel like these like American sensibilities are at play. Like right. it, it's so strange, like to focus so much on the suicide is, is jarring. So there's some background, some trivia about this movie, A Man Called Otto. There's not a ton of trivia on IMDb, but I found some things that were, you know, reasonably remotely interesting. So the young Otto is played by his son, Truman Hanks, who was 26 years old. Although that also we talked about, like, because we watched it here, they also de-age him based on the burbs, stills, and footage for no reason. That was so strange, and and I just, I was really losing it that scene. And, you know, it's only a $50 million movie. You got to figure they have to pay Hanks a, a you know, at least $10, 15000000 yeah. million out of that. And then this de-aging technology, you're going to throw that into the mix. Plus, you were saying, like, doesn't this movie feel, like, empty? There's, like, yeah. no... Definitely shot during the pandemic. Right. With a cast of, like, eight. So problems seem to be kind of compounding as we go along here. The original Swedish film adaptation was nominated for two Oscars and was the highest grossing foreign film of 2016 Whoa. in the U.S. So like it, 2016, I, I remember it being like, I remember hearing about it. Like I didn't think about because I feel like this has been on Hanks's IMDb for like a long time, maybe since about when we started it. Like it's been what was weird about like this and the Cruise Club one was where movies were announced, especially Cruise's movies were just like Mission Impossible 8 or like Lunar Park or whatever. Just like, well, these movies are going to take years to make. Yeah, yeah. But the Hanks stuff, it's like these things have been around and they just, we had no idea what they were. So like, yeah. I remember a man called Otto and I remember, I think I never saw a man called Ove, but like, I remember that being a thing, but I never equated the two or, you know, what linked the two in my brain, but apparently it was a big deal here, two Oscar nominations and made a decent amount of money here. So, you know what I mean? So mm. I'm surprised because even recently we had the remake, was it the Force Majeure? Was that the one? Yeah. The Avalanche movie, which, which original, is a great incredible movie. remake is like, I can't even, what are they I doing with this? I didn't watch it. Because the remake had Julia Louis-Dreyfus and... Will Ferrell. Yeah. Because yeah. we talked so about... Immediately talked about the, it like yeah. gives it away kind right. of by casting those people. That is a comedy? Or that like, it's not which, exactly what you might like by casting them i know what i'm in for the original one i had no idea what was you know what i'm saying like well, yeah, you don't get a thing. sense of what you're in for i think that's the thing it's like there's too much we bring too much baggage to these remakes because like force majeure i was explaining this to joe because we talked about triangle of sadness on the episode of too fast that we just recorded that's going to be out on tuesday so this is probably gonna be out before that but i was saying about how force majeure is really really funny but like the premise is just that 
a dude abandons his family when like he's faced with like a an avalanche. Yeah, he's a coward and he, he runs run, away. Yeah, he saves himself. And in the, the movie, like the rest of the movie, his wife's just like, "What the fuck? Like what? Yeah. What?" <laughs> and so like you have Will Ferrell and Julie. Like it's just like, oh yeah, like it's gonna be a comedy, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so what I like, meant. It kind of gave it away in that way. Yeah. And so here, I think that's the issue. And again, I don't want to beat a dead horse or a, a whatever, but like a horse trying to kill itself. <laughs> but when you cast Tom Hanks in a thing. I think it's true of all of the actors that we cover. You know what you're going to get. Yeah. And I think the issue I'm having is that the types of roles that he often finds himself in, I find boring. I could see that. I see that. Like, I think the same thing is like when you cast a Tom Cruise, you know what you're going to get. But like, those are the movies that I want to see. I think it's because Hanks is kind of, I mean, he's left like, forget about comedy. I don't think he's ever going to come back and do a straight up comedy again but he had become i could see him directing a comedy maybe possibly i don't think it's ever gonna get back to like that thing you do kind of lightness i think he's in the mode where it's like he's a reliable dependable established actor and he's mostly gonna do safe stuff to put him in a movie where he's like got these suicidal tendencies just it feels like the wrong match. You know what I'm saying? It feels like, no, I don't want to see Hanks in this. Like I was telling you, like the last thing I ever expected to see was a noose around his neck in right. any movie. And that's how this movie basically starts. Basically. Like the first scene is him buying a rope. That he's going to hang himself with. He goes home, installs it and it falls out of the ceiling. And it's like, Oh, okay. That's, that's what this movie is. <laughs> it just seems like, yeah, it's, it doesn't have like I could I get sort of like the irony or or the dark humor of it, but it it, it did not translate how I think they thought it did. You know, right. like they tried to brighten it up. If they went full on dark with this, it probably would have been hilarious. Do you think they could have gone full on dark yes. with Hanks? With Hanks? Well, no. Oh, good point. Not with Hanks. No, not with not with uh, maybe with Colin, maybe with uh, Chet Hanks. Man, I want Chet Hanks. So this is a, so this was this movie was directed by Mark Forster, who we looked up before, who which kind, is crazy. We kind of love. I, I like a lot of his movies. So he has directed of note. He's got six movies in the hopper too, but he's he's directed working way back Christopher Robin, which I know the people love. That came out in 2018. But World War Z, we both like Quantum of Solace, which is a you know probably it's, the worst Daniel Craig Bond movie, but still but good. Still, and it's on its own. It's considered like the artsy one for some reason, but. That's a crazy movie. Stranger Than Fiction, the Will Ferrell movie, which is great. Yeah. And then the worst Ryan Gosling movie, Stay, which is terrible. Absolutely garbage. Unfortunate. The the crazy thing, I just, I looked this up. So it was this three people with writing credits, I think, on the movie, you know, some from the original version. But this guy, David McGee, wrote it. So here's what's crazy. So the guy, David McGee, wrote the upcoming Little Mermaid live action reboot, okay. which is a big deal. But he just wrote The School for Good and Evil, which we covered on Charlie's. Oh, weird. He wrote Lady Chatterley's Lover, which came out last year, but he wrote Mary Poppins Returns, Life of Pi, Finding Neverland. Like this guy has had, Whoa. like he's had a very prolific career. What happened? It feels like this is all the parts to make a good thing. And I don't know why it works. And I don't know if mm. it's the thing, if it's the baggage I'm bringing for Hanks. I don't know what it is, but like, yeah, I was worried or I was nervous or whatever about this movie. And then I watched it. I'm just like, I still, it's kind it's yeah. basically what I thought it was going to be. It seems like they needed someone like, this needs to be in the hands of like uh, Michelle Gondry or something like someone like, not, maybe not him, but like there needs to be like, I understand why they got that guy maybe because this needs more whimsy, you know, like 
there's a dark humor here buried deep beneath the surface that they just didn't even scratch at yeah. in this version. So it's just such a bizarre premise about a guy who can't kill himself, you know, yeah. like life keeps stopping it from killing himself. Like I could see the the humor in that, you know, and it just it it played more I, like a family. I would imagine drama. I would imagine it works better in the original. Yeah. I don't want to watch the original now, like, because I, you know what I mean? But, like, no, I'm not. Gonna. I think if you had either read the book or if you had just seen the original without really having, like, the, oh, it's a Tom Hanks film that's produced by him and Rita Wilson, right? Like, I don't know. I almost wonder if it was like, uh, we need to do something during the pandemic. Like, I got to keep working. Like, what's in the pike? What's ready to go? You know, because there is very little production value going on here at all like there's very little anything it to just this. feels weird and like i don't know like i i i'm sure anybody who listens this this podcast is not very popular i am i'm aware of the download numbers <laughs> and i know that people have probably been chased away by like especially me being like come on like another but like i i like the movies i like of his i really really like and i know that he's a good actor but it just these choices, man this like, is what yeah. is going on i understand playing colonel tom parker i get that which is a so he, but he does something there. He right, like that's tries what I mean. Thing, like, right, like because that is a full-on crazy character. Like that's a stretch, and like I, for the most part, love it because of how insane it is. Like yeah. I think he pulled it off. I'm not sure, but I think like I don't have an issue with that. I have an issue with like this feels like playing it safe, mm -hmm. and I don't really have time for that. Not no. just with Hanks, but like at all anymore. You know, like I don't want to see. More of the same from him. I want him to stretch again like he did with Colonel Tom Parker and all that kind of stuff. Well, like, so, like, looking back at his career, going backwards, Pinocchio. Oh, man, that bad, was rough. Whatever. Awful. Uh, Elvis, we just talked about. Like Finch it. is, like, yeah, okay, like, it's it's not bad, but it's, I get what you're doing. News of the World is, okay, it's a period Better. Piece. You're closer to what I like because it's a Western. Greyhound, period. Again, Mr. Greyhound Ro was the sub or the battleship? Yes. Hmm. Mr. Rogers, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, where he was good, but the, you know. Okay, but it wasn't even a stretch, though. Toy Story 4 doesn't really count because we know what that is. The Post was really good. The Circle was terrible. Inferno was terrible. Sully playing a real person. Hologram oh for a King is weird. Ithaca is basically a cameo. Bridge of Spies, he's great. It's like, it just feels like going back to get to something that's actually like not playing a real person, not doing something that you expect is Cloud Atlas, which is a decade ago. That's like wild. Cap and that films, was a and like, very not, split movie too. Like you know, we yeah. we love that movie, yes. but like critically acclaimed, no, not really. And I'm 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 not trying to at all bash Captain Bell's or Bridge of Spies. I think those are two really yeah. really good, and Sully too. Like great performances in like really good movies, but you know what you're getting, and it's just like that's Hanks vying for an Oscar and like earning an. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Cloud you, Alice is just like he's going for a thing. You know what I think Hanks missed out on is. He has to headline. Like, imagine if he was the dad in American Pie, right? He's got, he's got cage syndrome? He's got cage syndrome. But, like, imagine if he had a couple of Eugene Levy's roles sure. in random, funny teen con. Like, I know he won't, quote, unquote, like, I'm not saying he's going to sink to, I don't want to put it that way, like, sink to that level or whatever. But, like, he needs to be in, like, a hangover or, like, some kind of really big comedy hit where it's, like, you know, like uh, like Cruz as Les Grossman, right? Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. Hanks needs to do something like that soon to remind people that like he's the guy from the Burbs and Joe vs. the Volcano and yeah. all that other stuff. Like people fell in love with him for one thing. People love him now for a totally different thing. And mm -hmm. it's hard to reconcile the two. Yeah. 
And like, I don't yeah. love a lot of the 80s stuff, but the stuff, most of the stuff I love is from the 80s. And I just want, mm, I don't know that's true or not. What I like, I don't necessarily like those movies more, but I like his energy in that stuff. Like, I yeah. like, I want to see him do comedies. I don't want to see him doing the comedies he did in the it 80s. It seems like he's having fun, right? Yeah, he was definitely into that. It seemed like you get more sort of acting out of him. And this was very one note. This was like yes. so one note, like the song just almost became unbearable at the end. Like, let's look ahead. And I'm, I'm sure we do this on every episode. Maybe that's, not the Elvis episode because- because the, the Elvis one, we're just like, oh, man, there's so much good well, stuff the Elvis here. Move, the Elvis thing just con consistently blows us away with, like, I can't believe what, what is going on here. Whereas this is like, here we go again. Oh, we, we we did just look this up, that he's an Asteroid City, the Wes Anderson movie that's coming out supposedly this year sometime. And the Zemeckis thing where he and Robin Wright are being de-aged, right. a movie called Here, set in one single room. It follows the many people who inhabit it over years and years from the past to the future. You know what's going to happen. With, like, the only reason they're doing that technology is so, like... Robin Wright can play the husband and Hanks can play the wife in a couple of these realities or things like that. You know, no, I don't think it's going to do that. Cause I think that's a cloud. That's too, that's too, too, too creative. I think this is going to be like, <laughs> this like, is literally going to be like, we don't want to do all the makeup physically. Like we're just going to do it after. And well, I think what's funny about this in a weird kind of ironic way is that Robin Wright had that movie, the Congress, right. Where she sells her likeness to these studios and she hates it. But like, they just make all these Robin Wright movies. Like they make, you know, princess buttercup movies or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And like, is that her name, Princess Buttercup in, in Princess Bride? Princess Bride, yeah. Here she is basically in real life giving into that technology and not right. selling her likeness, but being like, oh yeah, make me younger. It's, it's like, whoa, whoa, what? It is strange. I have a little I have a little issue with all of this de-aging in general. And it's not just because like most of the time it's completely and horribly unconvincing, but like it's just not the way to go like i i mean forever we've been recasting what's so wrong about recasting or casting at someone who looks right. alike or, or like using me but like this is just i think one of my favorite examples is looper right where they're like let's make joseph gordon levitt look more like bruce willis but like let's use prosthetics and makeup and like all that kind of thing yeah. and like i i bought that more you know, because it felt more real and stuff. But like, imagine if they digitally tried to make Bruce Willis look more like Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Joseph Gordon-Levitt looked like Bruce Willis and they had this right. weird middle CGI thing going on. I feel like that's where everyone's going these days. It's just unfortunate. Like, so, okay, so here, I don't have anything else I don't think to say. The cat was good, Nada. What I want to do is we basically, you know, since we started Cage Club, we were saying that we want him in a Western and a musical. Yes. We got him in a Western. We got him in a couple of Westerns, more coming out. And it sounds like he wants to do a musical. I think what we need to do on this podcast, we need to manifest what mm. we want Hanks to do. Okay. All right. Good what call. do we want Hanks? Mm. What's your dream <clears throat> Hanks? Is a comedy? Like, is it just a return? Because like, has he, is there something that you think he would do that he hasn't done already that he would be good at? Or alternatively, is there something you want to see him return to that he would mm -hmm. be really good at? Well, I mean, I always want to see, I need to see him return. I want to see everybody go back to space, right? So like, I would love to see Hanks in space. He somehow. loves space. There is a really cool sci-fi film, Silent Runnings, where a, a space station was being decommissioned, but one guy, like the gardener, stayed on to take care of it until it completely corroded and broke down and stuff like i could see him doing something like that maybe it's like castaway in space oh, this is on like, my watch list i guess you, you might have told me about this a while ago bruce dern yeah yeah okay. um i would like to see him go back to space but what i really want to see him do is like 
be a pirate king <laughs> or like someone in Roman times, you know, like really like lose him in the past. I need to see him get lost in a period piece so in you the past want with lots him, of makeup and theatrics and big costumes. You something. want him to do like a Johnny Depp role. I don't want him to pull it off. Like, I want him to do what he does. Like if he was the grumpy, if he was grumpy Otto, but like a pirate king, it would have been perfect. Yeah, I guess the issue is not the performance. It's everything else around it, right? I it's, think so. Because, like, I think that's also the same thing. Like, I never really wanted to do a Hanks podcast. Again, I'm so sorry. Why are you listening to this podcast? I don't like this. But <laughs> I never wanted you. to do this because I knew, like, it, he's a known quantity. And, like, it's always good, but it's not exciting. Because, like, there's something – I don't want to watch bad movies, but I want to watch movies where, like, why did anybody think this was a good idea? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And here, just like, oh, I get it. Like, yeah. Tom Hanks, like – his heart opens up to the world around him after, after he didn't, you know, it's just like, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, he's going to be good at that. I think, I think the area that I was having problems with this movie in the first place is that like Tom Hanks, he's just not convincing as a mean grumpy guy, the way Clint Eastwood can be because Clint Eastwood genuinely has resting, scare the shit out of me face. And Tom Hanks, like, I just want to hug him, you know, like no matter how mad he gets in this movie, it's just like, Oh, look at him. Like trying to get all upset. But like not really ever getting and like, there. There's a thing we talked about it during the movie that like he his clothes look bad. Like he's mm-hmm. there's there's you know, he's he's un they're they're putting him in bigger clothes and his wedding ring is big because he's not eating because he's depressed. And like that doesn't really come across. You're just like, oh, I feel bad for him. It's just like, yeah. why are you why are you making him look frumpy? It's just like there's other ways to do that. Like, I don't, I don't know. man. And it just it's weird because it gets it gets so close to. Well, I mean, it is disturbing in the sense that you're watching a guy try to kill himself over and Uh over and all these different... Well, let's go down the list. What was it? A hanging? He tries to blow his head off. He tries to suck the car fumes. He tries to jump in front of a train. Yep. That's disturbing stuff, you know? Like, I don't really feel like this is a good premise for a movie in general. Like, no one wants to watch someone try and kill themselves for two hours. Especially not America's sweetheart, Tom Hanks, the guy we all love. The material, the act, it just felt like a mismatch... Um, it felt like we were just like going through the motions most of the time. Um, that's unfortunate. And I, like, I, I, st- I'm sticking around, like I'm, I'm, I'm keeping up hope, you know, I didn't think Geppetto was going to be unbearable. I thought he was going to do something fun with Geppetto, but it turned out to be like the hardest thing in the world to watch. I think that's, that's the, that's my final sort of thought on this is that like, it's two movies in a row where I'm just like, come on, like I'm, I'm okay with a bad movie every once in a while, but like to have such a wildly bad movie in Pinocchio followed up by this. It's like, give me something, man. And there's stuff here. Like that's the, like I said, like if it wasn't, if they didn't try and make any of it funny, if they just played it straight, it would, it would be a super dark and depressing movie, but it would be better. Right. It would be better. Yeah. It felt like it it was just fighting against its nature. And maybe that's the difference between the original is that like, the the nature of the foreign film can be left alone because that's just more in line with the sensibilities over there or something. Right. Yeah. Any other thoughts on A Man Called Otto? No, unfortunately not. It's a quick episode, but, you know, um, hey, hey I'm, I'm still here for you, Hanks. I, oh, one yeah. final thought. I, I We know thought, you're listening. Thought, uh, Al Madrigal, can you imagine if you listened to this? That would be insane. I bet Chet might have heard it once or twice. Be like, yo, Dad, do you hear these guys talking about you? He's like, son, you know, all questions need to be submitted in writing. <laughs> you are not to call me. Um, I'm still here for whatever he's going to do. I'm giving him another shot, but this one really was a 
this was this was a test. This was a hard one, man. I was not look. I was unfortunately I was not looking forward to watching it. I did not really have a good time watching it, and I don't understand it. I think kind of a bummer in a way is that we we put this off for a few months. Like we knew about it for a few months leading up to the movie coming out. We waited for it. We didn't go see it in theaters. Blah blah blah. I almost feel like it could have been so easy to be like pleasantly surprised. Like if it had done anything like unexpected, yeah. it would have been like, oh, we've been worrying maybe a strong word for six months about this movie. And like, it was actually pretty good, but here it's just like, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Although it's more depressing. I couldn't have imagined watching this in theaters, Joey. Like I, I might've, this might've been the one where I was like, I need my money back. Like you call this a Tom Hanks. Like I came here to feel good and watch Tom Hanks movie and I'm watching him try and kill himself for two hours. Like I don't, I can't go through that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we did an episode today of Viva Pod Vegas about kissing cousins. Oh, that was a, that was a lot of fun. Please which is either out. out now or very soon, depending on how these get edited and how these get released. Uh, but go check that out. It's a it's Elvis's worst movie so far, but a very fun episode because it's a, it's a wild movie. Thanks for listening. Email in Hanks at CageClub.me if you're like, hey, you guys are idiots. This movie is good. Everything well, he does know. is good. Let yeah, us know. and we need some of that. We need we need to you know get get more lively up in here. Yeah. So I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And that was Hanks for the Memory. We'll see you next time right here on Hanks for the Memories.